This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to MyBookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And this message was brought to you by BLUEWIRE. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What's up, Raider Nation? Some good news right off the bat. I think I'm finally just about not sick for like the first time in a couple weeks. Uh, so I might kind of sound, I don't know, I'm, I'm about 85, 90% right now. Still might sound a little funny, uh, but it's definitely a lot better than how I've been. So definitely pumped on that. And how we're going to start this show off, it's my midweek show where we take a look at the Vikings. But we've kind of had a lot going on this week. And how we're going to start this off is uh, exactly the way my Twitter's been consumed all week long. And that is with Jalen Ramsey rumors. We're just going to get right into it. And basically, the way it is right now, Jalen Ramsey, after the game Sunday, apparently was in a team meeting and was offended by some things that were said either by things in the front office or by coaching, uh, basically some higher ups, um, someone not exactly, I guess, in the locker room per se, um, someone in a team meeting frustrated him. And that's when he left the team meeting mad, immediately called his agent and he said, it's time. I'm done with Jacksonville. Um, sounds like is maybe something that was kind of already on his radar, as you've maybe seen the interview that I pulled up um, a long time ago from him joining that like little podcast or whatever that was, and him basically saying that it'd be down to you know where that podcast was taking place in Tennessee. I guess he liked Nashville, his girlfriend or fiance or wife, whatever she is, really likes Nashville, wants to live in Tennessee, 
Um, so I think that's one of his top destinations. Or he said Vegas. He wants to go to Vegas. And guess who's going to Vegas next year? The Raiders. So um, if Vegas is really on his radar, I think the Raiders are really in play for Jalen Ramsey. Um, he obviously played tonight, Thursday night football against the Titans. Played well, played hard. I mean, he's all in. I mean, he just wants to win. It's not like he's, you know, completely bailing on his team. And we're getting these comparisons to A.B. Uh, I guess uh, fans are already, I guess, making an excuse for why Mayock or John Gruden wouldn't want him because uh, we just had one head case. Why go to another head case? And I get it. He is a diva. But now he's kind of, I guess, on the normal level of diva. Um, Pretty much almost all star players at this point are divas like this. I mean, almost all of them. Uh, So Jalen Ramsey is a little mouthy. Um, but it's good because he's just like that on the field too. He kind of he matches that attitude of Jonathan Abram. And shout out to Jonathan Abram for making some extra efforts on social media while he is out and injured. Um, we had Baby Reggie, who we don't really speak of anymore because he ended on bad terms. Um, but I'm gonna dub uh, Jonathan Abram Baby Mayock going out of his way, uh, going behind the scenes, getting on social media, doing some work for the team, uh, some good stuff right there. But yeah, Jalen Ramsey for the most part. No, I don't think we give up two first round picks for him. I get it. Jacksonville's going to ask for it, and they have to. I mean, this is bargaining, guys. I mean, just because they're asking for two first-round picks doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get two first-round picks, especially when the guy is leveraging his way out of there. Um, I could see if they're in a bind and they and they almost couldn't keep him maybe or they were on the hinges and didn't really know. He didn't. If the player didn't put himself on the trade block, maybe they could get two first-rounders for him to the right suitor. But in this case, it's not going to happen. I mean, if it does, I'll be surprised, and hopefully it's not the Raiders that do it. But, I mean, I guess if they do... We got to do what we got to do, guys, at this point. I mean, we can nitpick on what the worth is of trades. Um, you know, I mean, whether it's they even give up like another third, like because we have we have the Bears first rounder this year on top of their third rounder and on top of even our third rounder. Uh, so we got four picks right there in those first three rounds that we can still, you know, get rid of a couple. So, I mean, let's not nitpick just because they give up another third rounder. Oh, we could have got, well, maybe a fourth or a fifth. Like, who really cares? Who really cares at that point? Uh, The players that we're going to get in that area, they're not going to be a Jalen Ramsey. Just like we went through this, I hate to even bring it up, Khalil Mack. You don't just get players like this. It doesn't just happen all the time. So if we want to make a splash, we want to go out and get a player. Um, He's going to be substantially cheaper. Um, I'd say somewhere maybe in like the $18 million range. Um, which is, you know, pretty high, I guess, for his position. But, uh, I mean, he's literally the best at his position right now. And it, a lot of people are trying to argue even, like, uh, I don't even know what they're trying to bring up with it, PFF grades, which doesn't really, I don't think, apply to his area um, as well as others. But Jalen Ramsey, as of now, you can't really argue that there's anybody else all around better at his position. There is no other true shutdown corner in the NFL like there's a Jalen Ramsey nobody Richard Sherman's gone Patrick Peterson I mean for the most part yeah he's injured right now but even him he's not on that level anymore he's not that shutdown corner Jalen Ramsey is the guy there's some young guns out there they play well they play good in their in their systems in their schemes they do what the coaches ask them but a one-on-one shutdown corner nobody is going to go out there and play DeAndre Hopkins the way that Jalen Ramsey plays DeAndre Hopkins he's physical he's fast He's a playmaker. He's a tackler. He can do it all. He can literally do it all. He is no doubt the best shutdown corner, if not the best defensive back out there available right now. So let's not nitpick what it takes to get this guy. If we can go get him at this point, like I said, I hope the Raiders don't give up two first rounders, but if they do good for them, 
guys, as fans, we're not general managers. We shouldn't care necessarily. I mean, I get it. Uh, you know, we should be realistic. We should be smart. But leave that up to the general manager and the guys running this team. As fans, we should just want this team to go get good players. Plain and simple. We just want them to go get good players. I mean, they're not going to do, hopefully, nothing super outlandish. I, but you see, like, what uh, Tunzel over there from Miami, they, I mean, they brought in I, way too many picks for him. So there's teams like that giving up way too many picks for players out there. Let the Raiders go do that. Just let them. I mean, who cares at this point? We have a good young core. I get it. Yeah, rebuild, rebuild. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, young players we need to grow. Yeah, I get that. We, we kind of have that. We have, we have a good core. We have good depth. We have depth all around. It's just the problem is we still have a little too much depth and not enough star power. We need stars. Go get some stars. That's it. He's there. He's available. He wants to play in Vegas. Go out there and go get Jalen Ramsey. And apparently we're one of the six teams um, that have at least had some real engagement with the Jaguars on a trade. Of course, every team in the NFL is called. They all should. It's their due diligence to call on them. Uh, But the Raiders have... I guess had extensive talks about it and I would not be surprised. I mean, that's a splash right there for Vegas. Um, and I'd be more than excited bringing the best defensive back. I mean, we've never, we haven't had too much luck drafting corners. Um, we have some good talent now. Gary and Conley's struggled a little bit. Um, he has his concerns that he needs to worry about. Daryl Worley's not a long-term answer, although he's a good player. Um, we have some good young guys that came in. Isaiah Johnson's on IR, but we have Trayvon Mullen who's looking up. Uh, Carl Joseph might be on his way out. Jonathan Abram right now is hurt for the year. Um, so our DBs are definitely shaken up and we can use, use for sure. I mean, we almost need a Jalen Ramsey. Also keep an eye on New York over there with Jamal Adams. Um, report has it that a lot of DBs, um, were dissatisfied with their roles after that Monday night game. Um, I guess even Jamal Adams kind of voices his opinion. He was benched after making a wrong read. I mean, he's a star player and a young player. He can make a mistake. It doesn't mean you got to bench him. Um, let him go out there and learn. I mean, that's okay. That's, that's how things work. So if he wants out of New York, that's another guy to keep your eye on. Um, I almost feel like I don't want to say our knee, uh, we need Jamal Adams more than Jalen Ramsey, but I think we have more of a need for Jamal Adams than Jalen Ramsey by position. Um, so yeah, keep track of that. And like I said, I'm getting better. I'm not sick, but I might still be losing my voice. I might still sound a little funny. So You've stuck through me the last four episodes. You guys can make it through this one with me. I really appreciate it. Um, but going off of Jalen Ramsey, I don't want to ramble on about this the entire episode. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and jump into some of the stuff that's happened this week. Richie Incognito makes his official return to the 53-man roster on Monday. Uh, in a corresponding move, we released offensive guard Jonathan Cooper. Um, and he was signed kind of late in the off season right there, right before we had the roster cut downs. Um, sometime I think even during preseason brought on, I think just mainly as a body because we needed it with all the injuries between him and Gabe Jackson, or should I say between Gabe Jackson getting hurt and Richie incognito going to IR or I'm sorry, getting suspended. See if I can get my stuff right tonight. Um, so makes sense, but we definitely needed the help by Richie incognito coming in and filling in now at left guard. In Jordan Devy's spot because Jordan Devy was definitely getting worked. Um, we still have Denzel Good over there on the right side. We're waiting for Gabe Jackson now to return. He won't be returning this week, but I will. I mean, he's going to be close to returning week four. He's going to be really, really close. And I know that wasn't the initial report, but if you guys have been listening to my podcast, I told you, I told you. And if you even listen to Fallon's podcast and James Jones, 
he's had that same injury and he thinks that he was going to be back a lot sooner too. Um, he was almost convinced that he'd be back anytime now. So it's really promising. We know that he's going to be back soon. Week four wouldn't be surprised. Safe bet for sure. Week five, I would say, but week four, there's definitely a chance that Gabe Jackson comes back and that is much needed for our run game for sure. Who, I mean, already supplies, uh, the, what is it? Number four leading rusher in the league right now, Mr. Josh Jacobs, rookie, uh, future offensive rookie of the year, Josh Jacobs. Uh, so that's some good stuff. Offensive line, uh, getting some much needed bolstering this week. And the Raiders made a trade on Wednesday. Um, originally I was told it was a sixth round pick, but it was announced officially as an undisclosed 2020 draft pick. So most likely a conditional sixth or seventh round pick for wide receiver and kick returner, Trevor Davis from the green Bay Packers. Um, they were intrigued by his speed. He ran a 4.42 at the combine. Um, we released defensive back, Justin Burris in a corresponding move, but Trevor Davis now comes in and will most likely be our kick returner on Sunday, maybe a few more weeks after that. Um, I can imagine we'd have a guy to fill in if it was kind of a one-week need, but it sounds like Dwayne Harris might be going through a little bit more of a significant ankle injury than we initially thought, uh, which is unfortunate because we've definitely been using the crap out of Dwayne Harris. Um, He's had some good returns for us. Um, really unfortunate, really unfortunate. Hopefully Trevor Davis, uh, who has quite a bit of returns. I mean, he's, I mean, had at least three or four dozen, uh, kick returns and putt returns in his four or five year career. Uh, so he's bringing in some experience. I know a lot of people thought that we could be bringing, uh, up Rico Gafford from the practice squad. I just don't think he quite had the experience that John Gruden likes. He likes a little bit of a veteran returning his kicks. We don't need mistakes. I mean, we don't necessarily need a lightning fast returner. We're not just looking for speed, not just speed. Um, but we need, I don't know, a little cushion. We need a little security. We don't want the ball out there getting fumbled around on butt returns. That's it. That's all I care about. I mean, just go out there and fair catch the dang ball every play. Just don't fumble it. I mean, big plays are great. Just don't fumble it. So yeah, bringing in Trevor Davis, you'll most likely see a lot of him. If every time returning kicks and punts on Sunday versus the Vikings. But besides Dwayne Harris, we are a little bit banged up right now. Trent Brown, of course, who left Sunday's game with a sore knee, missed the last couple practices. Um, I'm sure he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be all right. Um, his status for Sunday at right now is in no jeopardy. Uh, I think he's just really letting it rest. He's going to be okay. Just making sure that it's going to be 100% by Sunday. So as of now, no concern. Um, but even from there, we still have Gabe Jackson, who should be coming back here pretty soon. Um, and then other than that, we had guys actually that were kind of missing practice on a limited basis even, um, but they came back and they practiced in full. We should have JJ Nelson back. He practiced today, Thursday in full. And we even had our new defensive tackle, Corey Legit, who hasn't really played much. He came back and he practiced in full, but little guys, even Tyrell Williams and Josh Jacobs, I shouldn't say little guys, but little injuries, uh, Williams dealing with a hip pointer. And Josh Jacobs, who was dealing with a little bit of an illness and he had some groin issues and cramping going on during Sunday's game. Uh, they rested, rehabbed, and they should be pretty much full go for Sunday's game. So we're a little banged up. Not bad. I think we're able to heal during the week, uh, get back to business. Dwayne Harris should be the only main, I guess, not surprise guy that we're missing. But besides Gabe Jackson, I think Dwayne Harris should be the only guy that we miss uh, for Sunday's matchup versus the Vikings. Um, so other than injuries, I think we're geared up. I think we're ready to go. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's, let's get ready to break this game down. 
And this isn't going to be a normal game breakdown for me. I'm actually going to bring on uh, a fellow Blue Wire podcaster with me. Uh, he actually covers the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he's a co-host of the Bleeding Purple podcast, uh, a really great produced podcast. I would say for all you Vikings fans out there, but I don't think that there's any Vikings fans that listen to my podcast. Uh, but yeah, some good stuff. I'm looking forward to breaking it down with them, getting some insight. It's actually just the one guy, Adam Patrick, getting some insight from him kind of on how the team's doing, how his point of view is. He's kind of a guy. He's a guy like me, uh, strongly opinionated Minnesota Viking fan. So I look forward to seeing their take on how their season is going. Um, so we're going to take a short break. And when we return, joining me will be my good buddy from the Blue Wire Podcasting Network, Adam Patrick. Joining me now, the enemy this week, but he's still part of the Blue Wire podcast family, so I'm going to make an exception, and I'm going to be a little friendly now for the next few minutes, and that's okay. Uh, This is the co-host of the Bleeding Purple podcast covering the Minnesota Vikings, Adam Patrick. Say what's up to the listeners, enemy. What's up, everybody? Uh, Hope you guys are ready for a loss this week. (laughs) Oh, that's how we're going to start this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The guy with with two first names is going to come on my podcast and tell me. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, man, uh, your season's kind of started like ours. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. I think the Vikings have had kind of a promising, I don't know, your your team looks good. You, you get on paper, you have some good talent, you got like Thielen and Diggs, of course it stands out in fantasy football, um, and you're like us, you just got handed your first loss of the season last week. Ours was maybe a little bit uglier than yours, but um, now mm. that you're a couple games in, man, how how are you feeling overall? I mean, my opinion on the team hasn't really changed after last week because I think they played. I think they played well, um, even though they started off 21, uh, 21 points behind. They gave up like twenty one points in the first sixteen minutes to the Packers. So obviously that's not good. Mm. Um, but they were able to, you know, fight back and, and come back. But you know, in the end, they just made made too many mistakes and they just weren't able to recover they might have had some some calls not go in their favor but you know that's that's part of the game too so um i still feel good about them i as bad as kirk cousins played on sunday i still feel good about him in this offense he's still there was still some he just he missed a couple throws that could have resulted in big plays and then obviously had that horrible interception at the end um but you know that's going to happen when you're down the whole game and you're you're trying to just maybe overcompensate for some mm-hmm. of the mistakes that the rest of your team's made. So I don't put the blame as much on Kirk Cousins on Kirk Cousins as much as some other people might um, because I'm kind of disappointed with how the defense played in the first quarter. Um, but I, I think you can understand that from how <laughs> you, your defense played in the second quarter yeah. last week too. So yeah, I mean we played well last week, but I also kind of feel like they maybe took their foot off the gas a little bit on us. I mean, ah, man. Oh, really? If we could get our first quarter defense all the time, or should I say actually our first five quarters of the season defense? Yeah. Um, Man, it looked, I mean, we had two different teams. The first five quarters of the season to the last three, we had two different football teams out there. So I'm hoping the first five show up 
uh, on Sunday. But yeah, it was. I mean, our game I, was I, ugly I hope compared not. to that. Yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah, yeah. You want the last three? You want us to keep going the way <laughs> we're going? Because that was. Oh man, it was. It was. I mean, we had the wind taken out of our sails. And this is. I I hate to use you guys as this, but we need we need to beat you guys as a as a bounce back. I mean, it's. I mean, it's that bad. I mean, we need it. And we're kind of in the same situation as you are. Yep, like you're saying with Kirk Cousins, thing, yeah. you know, we're kind of, I mean, Derek Carr is getting a lot of heat now and it's like, man, Derek Carr, I mean, dude, we had a third and 20, a third and 20 from like midfield band and they scored a touchdown on us. I mean, with, with Patrick Mahomes, I, I'm, I can believe that, but dude, I could even pull it off in Madden. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, um, dude. Yeah. The Vikings have to play. I think they have to play in Kansas city later this year. And, uh, I'm not too sure how I feel about that right now, No, but, it's, uh, ugh, yeah, ugly. Yeah, this this I think Sunday is going to be interesting. Yeah, because like you said, both teams are just trying to bounce back, um, especially with the Vikings. Because I think they just a lot of things didn't go their way on Sunday, and I didn't watch the Raiders game as closely, so I don't know if that was kind of similar um, to how they played. But because I know they got off to a, a ten nothing lead, right? Because I saw yeah, that. Yeah, like I said, the first quarter man was a great team. It was a great team. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, we were fired up. I mean, I was off my couch. I mean, I'm going crazy. I got my seven-month-old girl in my arms, and she's screaming and going crazy because I'm going crazy. And then the last three quarters, I'm just like sitting there all sad. So, yeah. <laughs> you, have a, I got, you have a seven-month like, seven-month-old. I got an eight-month-old. So yeah, I got yeah seven-month-old daughter and a two-and-a-half-year-old boy. And oh, he was boy. actually he was playing at the grandparents during most of the game, so he didn't get to see it. He came back during the sad parts, and I'm like, man, this isn't good. Uh, but I tell him, you know, he, he doesn't know that we're that we're losing. So for all he knows, uh, the Raiders are still winning because you know yeah. he's got a he's, Raiders. He's fan, only so. he's only been alive for what the bad years. We yeah. <laughs> all been really for, early. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. I mean, I was there for the some good years. Were just a little young, seventies. Yeah. yeah. Hey, early, hey, take early eighties. Take it easy. We had that's early two thousand a little bit. Vikings though too. Yeah, true. They haven't been in the Super Bowl since I think nineteen seventy. Yeah. Around then, seventy-five, yeah. well, uh, when the they Raiders lost to the Raiders. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> now you're back in your place. I like this. We'll keep yeah, the conversation yeah, yeah. going from here. Yeah. Now, um, uh, your offense. This is I, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Man, you guys have a lot of star power in that offense. You kind of seem to get rolling here. You know, whenever Pat Shermer was there, what was that a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. And you know, Diggs is coming out. Thielen, all of a sudden, last year, whatever it is, is a standout wide receiver. You get this young stud rookie that was going through some injuries, but Dalvin Cook is back, um, and he and he's a force out of the backfield. And then you add Kirk Cousins, who has, for the most part, been a gunslinger his whole career, just hasn't had a team around him. Um, expectations, I think, were pretty high. Do you guys feel like you're meeting that with your offense, or do you think that you guys can take a next step? You just gotta, You just got to gel a little bit more. Well, the run game is definitely meeting those expectations. I think they're second in the league in rushing right now, and, and Dalvin Cook's le- leading the league in rushing. So the run game has ex- exceeded. I, everyone thought it was going to be better because just because the Gary Kubiak system has been installed, the, the zone blocking thing. Um, so everyone thought it was going to be a lot better than it was last year, and it's just even exceeded the expectations, especially Dalvin Cook. And I don't. I know everyone thought he was going to come back and, and play well this year but he's just gone above and beyond i think even what anything anyone thought um but passing wise it's definitely i feel like it might have taken a step back um from last year but last year they were also passing a lot more hmm. um the the pat run pass ratio was a lot more in the favor of of passing and that's not something that mike zimmer wants so that's why uh 
their offensive coordinator didn't last very long. So, um, but this year, I think um, they didn't really need to pass in the first week. They only passed ten times, but it just the way that the game went um, and where they started off in field position and, and Dalvin Cook every time he touched the ball, he was ripping off like fifteen to twenty yard gains. So wow. they didn't really, yeah, they didn't really need to pass the ball. People look at the box score and be like, Kirk Cousins, he only passed ten times. But if you watch the game, you you you'd understand why because they just they really didn't need to. Um, but then this week, you know, I, I I look back at the the tape and I I think the Packers defense is a lot better than it was last year and, and yeah they they did really well with just um, making sure everyone was covered. They played a lot of zone, so there wasn't really a lot of you know open guys. And if they were, it wasn't for very long. And there was only a couple plays where guys were like wide open, and Kirk Cousins missed those guys, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm still, I still feel fine because this, this offense is something that suits, that suits Kirk Cousins' strengths with, with play action and things like that. And then he's, you know, he's got Diggs and Thielen, so you always have, you can always just chuck it up in the air and hope that that one of those guys come down. Except for last Sunday when Cousins tried to do that and Diggs didn't catch it, but it wasn't Diggs' fault. Oh. It was under, it was underthrown. Okay. Um, so yeah, the run game's good. And just the passing games just just got to catch up, but I'm 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 not worried yet. It's, it's week two, so yeah. yeah. You guys probably have a little bit of room to open that up this week. Uh, oh, we, yeah. we we've definitely struggled in that area. We're we're kind of the polar opposite, I think, of what you guys just faced with the Packers. We're you our lost run defense. Too, right? Our we lost our safety, and now our our safety. I mean, I, everyone loved our Jonathan Abram, but um, how much we're really missing him? Nobody really knows. I mean, he played a game for us. Yeah. And a lot of passing downs, um, he came out. I think he maybe played like maybe three quarters of passing downs the first game he was mm-hmm. in there. Uh, so he's kind of just more of like our downhill, like run support safety. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how much we missed him, like especially last week during the Chiefs, I really don't know how much he was going to help against Patrick Mahomes. But uh, I will say yeah. our run defense has been like stellar. Like I, we're either like top five or like number six right now in run defense, which I mean, of course, you know, we're two games into it. Um, so defense like that, you never, I mean, I, th- I feel like run defense and pass defense kind of, it takes a few weeks for them to iron themselves out in the rankings. Um, but oh, yeah. right now we're looking good. I mean, maybe because teams are throwing on us a little bit more. Um, but I mean, you go back and you look at the film, all of our guys, I mean, that's kind of why we brought in a guy like Vontez Perfect. He's doing really good at tracking those guys down on the runs. Everyone's just filling their gaps really well. And that's something we're not really used to as Raiders fans. So you might ah, run game. Hopefully that's going to be, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. You know, not breaking off, you know, 15, 20 yard runs on us like you were last week. Um, but I could get your passing game going a little bit. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> so, so, so Diggs and Thielen might have, uh, uh, a nice game this year. Cause I don't think either of them have gone over a hundred yards yet this year. So, and actually that's a matchup, uh, Diggs and our, our corner Gary and Conley, man. Um, mm-hmm. that is a matchup I'm really looking forward to cause they both kind of, I guess maybe excel to each other's playing types because Conley's not real physical and Diggs isn't real physical. They're both just kind of quick, um, lengthy. They have you know kind of they're smaller, quicker, speedier, yeah, Diggs longer is, arms. He, he's deceivingly physical because he'll go up, he'll go up and make the like the contested catch. He there we go. I think I think like a year or two uh, ago he he like him and him and Thielen were among the, like the leaders in contested catches just because the way that. Keenum would throw the ball and they would just have to like just jump in the air because it wasn't very accurate. Um, <laughs> so, 
Um, but yeah, he's he's deceivingly physical. He'll get the ball and he'll he'll charge at some guys if if he has to. But I think over the years he's learned that it's probably a better idea to just go out of bounds when he can and save his body. Um, but I was yeah, say, who's yeah. who, who's who's going to be in charge of covering Thielen then? If if you're saying that the the top guy is going to be on on Diggs probably. Well, now we got a lot of mixing and matching with our our safety being out. Last week, uh, we had this guy Curtis Riley who we signed late in the off season. Uh, he's he's kind of the starting safety, but we've had Daryl Worley now, who's been um, almost basically our CB one, at least playing CB one side. He's been rotating in to safety now, uh, almost primarily throughout the game. I guess maybe depending on the situation. So it's either going to be Worley or like a Trayvon Mullen in there. Um, and but you guys operate a lot. Those two get in and out of the slot quite a bit, don't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got Lamarcus yeah. Joyner now. So he's the guy that pretty much operates out of the slot, um, but with our poor safety play, um, we might see him a little bit back there too. I, you know, man, we got a we got a <laughs> like a Ferris wheel of defensive backs, <laughs> and it's I mean they're all pretty good. They all have their roles. Um, we got younger, we got faster, but uh, we've just been playing this like I don't even like musical chairs. Even last year, playing just musical chairs with our DBs, uh, they've just kind of been all over the place. So. Uh, Gary and Conley and Stefan Diggs is maybe the only one I'm kind of banking on and everything else, man, you're just gonna, we're going to throw whatever we want at you guys, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you, the Raiders shouldn't have to worry too much about the Vikings going in or dealing or Diggs going in the slot. Cause a lot of what the Vikings have been doing this year is they've been running, you know, a lot of two tight end sets, even oh. three tight ends. So they're, they're bringing in the jumbo packages and that's, oh, man. that's part of the reason why the run game has been doing so well. Cause they just get, getting all the big guys in there and I yeah running three wide receiver sets hasn't really been too frequent for them this year so they like to load it up in there put a uh, Irv Smith Jr. out there and, and Kyle Rudolph out there a lot um, they've been getting a lot of playing time so that'll be interesting to see on Sunday if they continue to do that and I forgot that your defensive coordinator used to work with Mike Zimmer so their defenses yeah. are they're, they're kind of similar I'm, I'm gonna assume I know Mike Zimmer said that it's Gunther's it's Gunther, right? Yep. Um his defense isn't like exactly the same as as Mike Zimmer's, but um you know there's obviously some similar concepts cuz they they work together, so it'll be interesting to see what you know each offense is able to do just from knowing what their coaches have you know been telling them all week long like, you know, look for this or whatever. Um so that'll be interesting to see. I I kind of think it's going to be cl- closer game than than people yeah. are thinking because no this sounds think, like a really good matchup now actually yeah I, I think the vikings are favored by eight points right mm. now and i don't i think that's too much like, that's the same as I what saw, we had uh to kansas city it's like yeah, eight to kansas city and eight to yeah. you guys i'm like dang <laughs> i saw that line and i was like i think the raiders are better than <laughs> they were last year oh and man i'm not so sure like the Vikings eight points is like a blowout for them ever since Mike Zimmer has been around. So <laughs> that seems like a lot. Yeah, when it's I saw that crazy, line, I was like, even at home, I'm like, that they're not playing the Dolphins. So like, <laughs> yeah, the Raiders. Think, like, uh, it could be a low low scoring game. I think in, in the yeah. way you're kind of describing this thing now, and I'm now really interested to see um, now that you're saying that a three wide receiver set is rare because we've kind of built now our defense. We we kind of made a change, even though Gunther, you know, carried his scheme over from last year. Uh, Mayock coming in here kind of built our roster around, you know, a lot of nickel and dime packages. We only 
have four linebackers on our roster right now. Mm. So interested to see how we're going to get into those uh, big jumbo packages like that. Mm. Uh, play some big boy ball. I mean, like I said, we've been great against the run game. Um, we have some good veteran linebackers in there, but we only have four of them. So, eh, man, that's uh, interesting. And, and a lot of our guys that play down now, I mean, Jonathan Abram would have been one of those guys that I could almost play like a gosh dang linebacker in there in those situations. But now the guys that slide down in there are, you know, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, safety, and uh, I guess slot corner, LaMarcus Joyner and Carl Joseph. So this is going to be, uh, man, defensive packages are going to be something I'm going to be really paying attention to because you guys sound like you were playing some big boy ball over there. And we oh, gotta, yeah. We got to stop Dalvin Cook, man. But yeah. um, besides some of your strengths, What's something now I want to go wrap this up with maybe some weaknesses that you're looking at um, besides some of Kirk Cousins struggles that you've been talking about in the passing game. Um, is there anything on defense? I know you guys have had a pretty good defense last few years. Um, anything that you're struggling with now or anything outside of that that you're worried about? Well, if you talk to me after week one, I would say no, they did <laughs> everything, everything great on defense. But last week against the Packers, um, obviously they allowed them to score 21 points within like the, first 16 minutes um so that's never good no matter you know even if you are playing against aaron Rodgers. yeah um but then you know they didn't allow another point for the rest of the game which is good but they allowed the packers to rush for i think over 140 yards so that's that's something that no team you know wants to see um that, that was a lot um and it wasn't it wasn't like large runs so the packers were averaging like five or six yards a carry um, so that's something definitely that has to be patched up for the rest of the year. Cause I, I think I looked it up this year that like, uh, not this year, but when Mike Zimmer has been the coach, the, the Vikings are like five and 15 when they allow over 140 rushing yards. So oh, shoot. that's not, I mean, I feel like that's probably the same for, for most teams cause yeah, it's yeah. a lot of rushing yards, but that's not good. And then as good as the running game is on offense, their pass protection has been pretty terrible um especially on the interior with uh they got the rookie in there garrett bradbury at center and then uh pat elfline and guard it's just been uh not too great which i think has contributed to probably a bunch of kirk cousins um inconsistencies Mm -hmm. in the season so far or struggles just because he's got half a second to throw before he's got pressure in his face yeah um so i don't know i don't know how good the the pass rush has been for the raiders this year if if especially on the interior if it's that something that's been good for them or not so we'll have to see on uh, on sunday if that gets any better yeah interior defensive line that's that was the only pressure we got last year um this year we we're finally stepping up i mean we're do we had 13 sacks last year uh we now have i think five sacks through two games which i mean those numbers look great 13 yeah the whole season 13 man crazy i think daniel hunter had more (laughs) dude you wouldn't even yeah you wouldn't even it's crazy you wouldn't even believe it but uh i mean this year we're on a better pace um but our pressures still at least last week i mean it's hard to compare to the kansas city offense Mm -hmm. because their offensive line could be struggling and they're still going to be creating like space for Patrick Mahomes. So it's kind of frustrating in that sense. Week one, we did pretty good getting to the quarterback, but uh, it's just our secondary at this point. Now, uh, hopefully it's just not in their heads. Um, hopefully they don't think that people can just take shots on them now um, and they're going to get burned. Hopefully they, you know, get everything buttoned up back there. Um, but our run game has been great. Now, the only thing now that I'm concerned with is He's our sick, running back, Josh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, he, he claims sick. But he practiced about 10 today. Pounds? 
He, that's, that's what he what says. He said, right? That's what he says. Lost 10 pounds, and he's been dealing with now a groin issue, um, which was reported originally on Sunday as cramping, um, but it's been listed on the injury report as a groin issue. Um, but, I mean, so mono I think he's... Too? Sh- <laughs> yeah, it does have mono. He hasn't been hanging out in New York <laughs> enough. That's good. <laughs> Goodness. I mean, yeah. Sheesh. I mean, things could be worse, but yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're relying on Josh Jacobs, kind of, I guess, how yeah. you guys are right now on Dalvin Cook. So, um, but, I mean interesting I, i'm really looking forward to the game now because i feel like we're dealing with some of the same struggles um mm-hmm. together and we both need to bounce back week and yeah i mean i feel like we're gonna get it and you guys are gonna lose but i don't want to i mean we just became friends i don't want to ruin that friendship right now but you know <laughs> how well how i the vikings are pretty tough at home so how, how have the raiders yeah. been on the road um in recent years recent Not that- not that good. I know. Now, not, I know. Last year, obviously, it wasn't that great because they only won what, four games. Our last good year, um, yeah. I was going to say. I mean, we haven't been last the, in recent years. We haven't been good almost anywhere. It doesn't matter where we play. But <laughs> um, it, it, our last good year, 2016, um, came off a lot of magical road wins. Yeah. Uh, so I know we can play good on the road if we're a good football team. So yeah, I remember that, that Ravens game. What was that like? Seth Roberts or whatever. Was that was that the, uh, the game where he caught Crabtree? I think. Oh, uh, Crab- well, that Crabtree had I think put up a hat trick in Baltimore, and then Seth Roberts caught that game winner in like double overtime in Tampa. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that game, or I should I say I watched I listened to that game on like a sports radio in uh, Jamaica on our honeymoon. Oh, so nice. yeah, that was that was a heck of a game. I could almost picture it in my mind. Without even watching much, it, it was pretty pretty good stuff. Much different than when I went to Mexico a few years ago, and and that was the game where Blair Walsh makes missed that easy oh, kick in the playoffs. Man. So <laughs> that was that was a good week to have uh, unlimited drinks. So man, yeah, dude, I forgot about that. I forgot you guys have had some bad kicker luck, and we actually picked up uh, one of your stragglers. Our- yeah. Well, you didn't steal it because Mike Zimmer decided that, you know, after he's one week mad. of struggles, he's not good enough anymore. And then he goes to the Raiders and he hasn't missed anything. Dude, he's missed, so. I think, one field goal. And I don't, I don't want to rub this in your face. I don't mean that in any way. But I no, think he, go ahead. He, I think terrible since, since he joined us, I think he, like, leads the league in field goal percentage right now. Yeah, he's. I think he's missed He missed one field goal in his first game with the Raiders. And, he, and I think he's only missed one since, and it was in the preseason this year. Man, because I've definitely been paying attention because I'm just. Like, <laughs> <sighs> Who are you guys rolling with Vikings now? State because they traded for they used the fifth round pick this preseason to try and bring a kicker in that Corey Vedvik guy, and then he didn't even make the team, and and then they cut their punter right before the season who was also their holder, so they got a brand new punter and holder, oh. um, and then Dan Billy missed a kick last week, so. Oh, and extra point. So, so everything is everything is still going great. Oh. The Vikings kicking situation. Oh, so you guys have Dan Bailey now? Yeah, he signed. He signed last year after uh, Carlson got. And he's been. The, 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 he was pretty good. What happened? He was he was good when before he put on that Vikings jersey. And you do you know, guys have like a the, kicker curse? Like we have a uh, wide receiver curse? For sure. Ever <laughs> since well, let's see, Gary Anderson um, in '98. The uh, his his only miss of the year was in the NFC Championship, um, and then the Blair Walsh kick, obviously, um, Man. and then Kai Forbath. He or Blair Walsh got cut because he just missed everything <laughs> after that. And then Kai Forbath came in. He missed like seven extra points one year, 
Then they got rid of him, and then they drafted Carlson. He lasted two weeks, and now they're with Bailey. And it's just, it's a circus. A lot of it has to do with Mike Zimmer's lack of patience for gotcha. kickers because he's a defensive guy, and he probably thinks, like, kickers are stupid. Like, you should just, <laughs> you have one job, just go out there yeah. and, and make a kick. That's funny. So he's admitted that he has to have more patience, and <laughs> I think it's, Especially it's, now uh, after Carlson, that was uh, that was a dagger, I think, for him. Yeah, I, th- I think since Zimmer's been the coach, they've had they've they've had four kickers, uh, four long snappers, and four punters. So special teams haven't really been too cohesive under Mike Zimmer. Um, it's definitely not a strength of theirs since he's been here. I don't know how much of that has to do with him because they had the same special teams coach during that time. Too as well, but he's gone, and they got someone new this year. So Good we'll stuff. see. It's week two, you know. But he missed the kick last week to just you know, <laughs> remind everyone that <laughs> it's still probably going to be bad. So. Oh man, I love it. Hey, I tell you what, man, uh, this is a good, friendly matchup. I was happy that you came on here and talked with some football with me, man. Um, we, you know, got to vent our frustrations with our franchises a little bit. But uh, Adam, thanks for coming on. I would say listeners go check out his podcast but we're all raiders fans so they're probably not going to check out your podcast adam (laughs) where can we find you on twitter so maybe we can mess with you over the weekend uh you know over this game um you can just search for adam patrick on twitter i'm usually not to toot my own Uh horn but i'm usually the first person that comes up (laughs) um the first guy but if if not it's it's under my my username is straight cash homie so there we go you can you can guess where that's from former raider Randy Moss. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to talk. So. Uh, he, he he was not a Raider, Adam. Remember that? He is oh, not wow. a Raider. Did you hear that? He had a big uh, thing. Hey, he's the... more of a Raider than Antonio Brown was. Oh, dude. I mean, he, <laughs> <laughs> don't even. Man, look, you're calling for the Wolves right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just dropped your Twitter. <laughs> That's a, oh, man. Don't even. You're, like, you're, making me, you're, you're making me sick right now. I'm coughing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, it's rough. We've had we've had some. We, like I said, your kicker troubles are like our wide receiver troubles, and uh, we got a we got a big matchup. We got a you know both of us need to win this weekend. Mm-hmm. But I feel a little bit for your Vikings. Um, I enjoy your big fancy stadium over there. Hopefully mm-hmm. Raider Nation goes over there and they enjoy themselves a little bit. There's no um, uh, there's there's no baseball diamond in our field. There's no baseball diamond, and that's good. Nope. Um, <laughs> we're not going to know what to do with ourselves. Uh, on all grass. I mean, we're gonna feel like we're like luxurious. Real, so it's like real football grass. Dude. It's real not, football. Yeah, not, <laughs> not like that skinny baseball stuff. Hey, it's like some we're nice. done now. We're done. That yeah. was it. We got uh our two games out of the way. Uh, yeah. We're on like a two month journey. We got like six away games or five away. We're not back at home until like November third or something like what? that. Yeah, yeah. We're on like a long journey. We have one home game. Uh, in London, and oh, uh, it's okay. yeah, a home game in London makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, you know that's no more dirt. So you, you can get your dirt jokes out right now. It still counts, but <laughs> yeah, we're moving on to bigger and better things. Hopefully soon. Hopefully real soon. Get over there. Oh yeah, that that new that stadium looks nice. Yeah, should be coming along soon. But Adam, uh, like I said, appreciate you coming on here, man. Chatting some football with me um go raiders bro but uh <laughs> you know i'm looking forward to a good matchup and uh mm-hmm. you know i'll we'll catch you around the, the the blue wire network a little bit we'll be popping oh, in sure. and see what's going on man all right i'll have fun uh probably talking on uh, twitter on sunday so yeah i'll be looking for thanks. you man 
<laughs> Thanks for having me on. So that wraps up our show for the week with Adam Patrick from the Bleeding Purple podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. Uh, we got a big game coming up. Just like I said, it's a bounce back week for both teams. Uh, we're going to see what we're made of right now. Uh, we had a good week. We had a bad week. We're not as good, I don't think, as the first week, or we're pretty close. We're not as bad as we were last week. We're somewhere right there in the middle. We just got to find that sweet spot. We got to get back on track, and we got to get this win, guys. That's what it's all about. Raider Nation, shout out to all of you guys that are traveling to the game in Minneapolis, Minnesota, U.S. Bank Stadium, uh, that brand new stadium, only a few years old. Really cool stuff. But yeah, be on the lookout. Post-game phone calls like we did last week. 808-650-7220. After the game, immediately call in your post-game reactions. Um, we'll play it on air with Kenny King Jr. Make sure you say what's up to Kenny King Jr. But yeah, other than that, stay used to these bi-weekly episodes, one after the game, one in the middle of the week. Um, and we got some special stuff cooking up in the Blue Wire Network. Kevin Jones is working with us getting some cool stuff going here pretty soon you'll be hearing more details shortly but other than that raider nation focus on this football team and let's get this win so until sunday night guys i'll see you later